Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. to another episode of Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. I'm Scott McLeod and Jesus, you take one week off with a pre-recorded show and so much happens. Yep, so what happens? Yes, let that be a lesson. If you're going to take one week off we are putting our pre-recorded show, probably best not to do it during a big four pay-per-view. Because when a lot of shit happens. Yep. Oh, I must take my hat off to you Scott and for anyone who hasn't watched or seen the results of the Rumble yet, well, why the hell not? <laughs> yeah, but fair enough, Nakamura won. Of course, because he was the obvious choice. Well, like, I say that, but then not, the obvious choice doesn't always win. It wasn't the obvious choice because I personally thought this year's Rumble, this was the first one in a while where you weren't quite sure who was going to definitely come out with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, the last couple of Rumbles, you've pretty much known who was going to win it. It was nice to see a Rumble go back to older times when you weren't. Maybe there was three or four guys who possibly could have won it, uh-huh. you know, like because Cena came back and he could have bloody won it, mm-hmm. you know, Reigns could have won it again, Nakamura could have won it, you know, Lesnar could have won it, mm-hmm. it was at least, like I say, three or four possibles as, as opposed to like the last couple of years when it was being either, like you've pretty much known who was going to win it or there could be two, mm-hmm. maybe, you know. Makes it a little more interesting for once. Yeah, because we already had the... I knew coming back we'd had the rumble to talk about, but then there's always all this wrestling-related news and then there's stuff that you want to talk about. And yeah, we, we have a fun and f- fact-filled show today. Yeah, so shut yourselves in, folks. It's going to be a long one. Seriously, strap in. Jeez. Yep. So uh, we won't get any, any negativity out of the way. So Paul has told me that he's had some rant. He rant prepared the episode so get that out of the way and talk about some fun stuff well I, I'll again I'll continue my rant uh-huh. has been the influx of what I now see are being called snowflakes what that's, that's the term I think the papers are using for these millennial types nowadays you know mm-hmm. you know don't think like you might hurt someone's feelings types uh-huh. or don't wear those shoes you might offend someone types who says that? Don't wear these shoes. I I am exaggerating the point because most of what I read in the paper and seen in social media and such recently has all been a bunch of crying-faced little shits whining about basically nothing. Mm-hmm. That is the whole point of these millennial people. They whine about bugger all. all right. I mean, perfect examples, right? Well, he's got his preferred example. I've Jesus. prepared my newspaper. Never, never, right? never say Paul isn't prepared. Yeah, from. The January 30th, Scottish Sun, uh-huh. was the front headline about them banning the darts girls, right? Banning the what? Ban- the, the pretty girls that come out with the scorecards at the darts and things. Glamour girls at the darts, right? Yeah. At least I assume that they do. I don't watch the darts, but I know they have the glamour girls. Yeah. I just, I'm not exactly sure on their function, you know. But they're there. It's a decent job for girls that maybe want to get into the TV industry or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then 
on the next page, right, they're whining about a couple of girls not exposing themselves, right, and they're wearing nice dresses, looking pretty. I think I know where this is going. You know, on the next page, you've got fucking Beyonce and all these women sitting there basically with their jugs hanging out, <laughs> you know. We've got, on the fifth page, there's the darts girls, right, but they're painted out in the bikinis and that, but they don't look like that when they're at the bloody darts. Yeah, because if they did... Just them on holiday. You know, if they did that, then that's when you've got an issue. Yeah, but you've got that, and then... Where's my... I have a few newspapers I've prepared, you know. Sorry if the rustling interferes with the sound people, but... These yeah, are the it's then this, you've got this is what we have one. to deal with. You've got Mylene Klaas and... Who? My, she was she was in that on a celebrity thing. Oh, I don't and watch she it. She was in some pop band way back when for about the time it takes to drink a cup of tea, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Which is unfortunate actually, because she's actually a very good classical artist, you know. Hmm. She could have worked on that more than pop crap, or get be given more credit for it, you know. But this is from the Sun on February second. Yeah. And you've got her 40th buff day shoot. Mm. You know, she's in the paper all in her... Yeah. Wearing nothing but boxing gloves and a weird facial expression. <laughs> you know, talking about her healthy body when she turns 40. You know, but they're bitching about people basically looking like glamour models, where be, being nicely dressed, not exposing shit, mm -hmm. when they've got... Naked women and sex scandals and all this shit all over the papers. Mm -hmm. What? Well, how can we bitch about one bloody thing and yeah. say it's okay for the next bloody thing? Yeah, it does kind of scream of hypocrisy when you talk about the treat real women are treated in Hollywood at the moment with the sex scandals and then showing photos like this in your neck a couple of pages later. Yeah, you need to find some middle ground. But uh, with, with, with the two with the two examples you just shown, maybe the answer is just don't read the fucking sun. Or any affiliate of the sun. You can find it in the record as well. Okay, don't just don't read any tabloids. Like I, I read the paper for the sport. God damn it, and the agony ant page. Oh, it's crap. The sport and the agony ant page. You know, I just it just makes me laugh because you have big headline of something that's really serious that's going on, yeah. but then it's crumped down to a certain size, whereas right and then right above it. Is a picture of some celebrity and a big thing about them well, that, does, would, that doesn't give that doesn't really matter. What was the point you brought up a couple of shows ago about the holding the door thing or being polite? Thing? Oh, yeah, because uh, wondering is uh, holding the door and saying ladies first patronising because there's expecting of something in return, which I don't think there is. Yeah, just and that's that's not being patronising. That's just the way. It's just being polite. Yeah. Just just if, if it was a man, you would say, oh. Please, sir, you first, Aye. sir. It's just a general polite term. Like most of us, sir, parents just raise us to be polite and not be dicks to people. Yeah, not question every little fucking thing in existence. <coughs> Sorry, I'd cough there. And pantomimes being changed or cancelled because these millennial freaks have some kind of problem with it. Oh, what, what's the problem with pantomimes? Oh, you know, because of possible demeaning of women or sexual undertones or things like that. I mean, you know the thing about Sleeping Beauty, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's in, along the same lines as that. But they're finding so many fucking things to whine about, you know what I mean? I remember you brought this up to me, the, the whole darts thing last week. Yeah. And you were talking about uh, what you wanted to talk about on the show. And I saw about the darts girls getting rid of them. Like, have you seen some of the guys 
who perform who work at the darts and actually compete in it like yeah. it's the closest to a, a good looking lassie that they're ever going to get but in fairness i mean i i personally don't really watch the darts i, I scan sometimes watch the darts there's nothing else on it's not really my sport you know mm-hmm. but whenever i do watch it those women aren't being fucking objectified or fuck all like that they're just you know we're standing there we're we're looking pretty mm-hmm. you know and why why is that such a crime if that's what they choose to do you said we're getting into the tv industry like everybody's got to start somewhere, somewhere. everybody's got to be the bumby or as a runner or something like that you're gonna, and you're gonna have to get that's forced to do you need to do things that you're no like academia than this but you need to start somewhere one one day you could be a one day you could be a darts girl mm-hmm but say you're a darts girl with a good education or something, you could maybe get into, like you say, you could work within television industry or within some kind of industry. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's so, your chosen path, or say you want to be in the glamorous side of things or anything, you could turn darts girl into like I don't know, like TV advertising or stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And there's not being objectified. I just say that is their chosen path. Yeah. You never hear these millennial people going, "Is that what these women want today?" They're just going, "Oh no, that is wrong. We say that is wrong, so we're going to bitch about it." Mhm. No one has ever asked their opinion on it. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's the, it's the way people are being. It's like we're forcing an opinion on people. Like you should think the way we think. We yeah. think that's wrong. We think that's objectifying men or women. We agree. We we care about other people's opinions unless they go against ours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, every person in this world has got a right to an opinion. Mm-hmm. But what they don't have is a right to shove that opinion down everyone else's throats just to get everyone on their side, get everyone on their fucking wagon. You know. You have a opinion doesn't make it the opinion. Doesn't make it the right opinion. Mm. Like, they're trying to stand up for women and say, oh, they shouldn't be forced to do this. When are you not even taking them on to ask, are they being forced? Have you asked them, are you being forced to do this, or is this something you want to do? Yeah. You know. I mean, in a sense, they're, they're basically objectifying women by bringing them into their fucking mm. insanity. Maybe they don't have as many avenues to get into television, and yeah. now you've just taken another one of them away from them, making it even harder for them to get into. Exactly. No. I think you've got a couple of other papers. Have you got anything else? Oh no, the, the, the extra newspaper was just today's newspaper with Donald Trump taking a swipe at the NHS. Oh yeah, we. I really do not want to talk about that. Yeah, I, th- I think we can we can do without Donald Trump. Well, with that mean we've got that out well. We have yes. I think I think I've made my point. I hope. We do have some uh, slightly <coughs> sadder news that we hope to take it in something more. <coughs> you okay? Yes, yes. Hope they take it into something more lighthearted <coughs> after. Uh, End of cold. Yeah. Uh, the, sad, <coughs> the sad news is that uh, John Mahoney, best known for playing Martin Crane in Frasier, has uh, sadly passed away last night in a Chicago hospice at the age of 77. Yep. Uh, I couldn't see. Have you, have you read it? What, I, I read it on the, on the bus on, on the way to do today's show. I found I really just took moved it randomly last night and then I looked up I just, I found one article about it. Doesn't uh, that kind doesn't that kinda of kill you a little bit? Well I think it'd only just been it only just came out. Oh, just if it had been some 
rapper or some, you know, throwaway celebrity like being plastered all over the place. Oh, well, well, it took me, but he said he, he said it only came up four minutes. <coughs> came up four minutes ago. John Mahoney sadly passed away, so it yeah. only just been released. So I don't think it's, what many news outlets has gotten a chance to it, actually report on it yet. It is sad, well, because a lot of the time when you see these things, like it's some kind of hoax. Yeah. You know, like we said uh, a while back, it was Morgan Freeman had died, and it was one of those hoax things. I remember when Gene Wilder died, it was hard to believe because so many times before they kept reporting that he said, and every time it turned out to be a hoax. So yeah. When he actually died, you were just waiting for it to be revealed as a hoax again, and then when and it turned out it wasn't. Not. Yeah. But no, that ki- it kind of did kind like take a bit of the oomph out of my sales today. I, I loved Fraser. Yeah, I know. And I loved John Mahoney because you've seen him in so many things. He was always in something, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I remember a while back as I watching a Clint Eastwood film yeah. in The Line of Fire yeah. and John Mahoney's in that and I was watching it and I went, ah, oh, cool, John Mahoney. Hmm. You know, I mean, I was already enjoying the film but then I seen him playing a serious role and I was like, yeah. hey. I've only seen him in a handful of other things. It's just, uh, he was in a film... Uh, primal fear you had a small role in that it's a legal film with uh, Richard Gere and Ed Norton yeah Ed I've Norton, seen that uh, Ed Norton's first role good movie too yeah do so, you know uh, Richard Gere nearly left that movie because it took so long to cast Ed Norton's character yeah yeah they had so many actors come in it Jeez. took so long for them to get one anyway I've got sidetracked uh, he was in that he also in the Iron, the Iron Giant <laughs> Yeah, he did a lot of voice work, didn't he? Yeah. And he was in that, like, most recently he was in that thing with Jane Leaves and Betty White, hot in Cleveland. Oh, I heard he had a recording role in that. Yeah, from, it was up until 2014, I think. Yeah. I can't remember when he started it, but it said yeah. in the news. Yeah, he had a few, like, appearances in that. Yeah, he was in it and so was Jan Leaves and the woman who played his on-screen wife in Frasier. Huh? Uh, I don't know the name. What's the character's name? Uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie, I don't yeah. know the actress's name. Yeah, she played Ronnie and Fraser, and Daphne was in it too. I think it just goes to show how well I've come to know you. Is that as soon as I heard that, I think, oh Jesus, what's Paul going to think about this? Yeah, yeah. It really speaks well. I will, I will be perfectly honest. I did not cry, but I felt like crying. I was like, ah, oh, it I, hurt a little. I talked to, to you about it on the way in because I was going to mention that on the show as we were recording, but I thought that's a bit harsh in case you didn't, in case you hadn't heard. Yeah. Just to kind of drop that on you. That'd be a bit shit. Yeah, see, I I was going to let you know, but then I figured, well, I'm on Facebook, I see it on Facebook, if I know, there's a good chance he knows. Yeah. So, I, th- I didn't want to, much like yourself, I didn't want to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. But, tributes to him from myself and Scott. Yeah. My brother uh, tried to lighten the mood by saying, but who's going to look after Eddie now? <laughs> Who will be there to tell Fraser that he's been a tit? <laughs> okay, I was wondering. I actually thought thought he would be older. He was seventy. I thought he'd be a few years older because he was already a, he already had the grey hair at yeah. the start of Fraser, and Fraser went on for more than ten years. But remember, he was one of those guys that always had like I seen some of his really early stuff, uh-huh. and you know it looked weird when he had colour in his hair mm-hmm. because you're so used to seeing him with that white hair. Like Steve Martin, have you ever seen Steve Martin without? No. Like, yeah. Well, only in the Little Shop of Horrors when he was playing that crazy dentist. I've not seen that. Yeah, he, he had black Elvis hair in that. 
Like, Hope, Rick Flair is a guy who's always had white hair. Or crimson. Yes. <laughs> but he's always looked old, because I think he kind of bleached his hair early on, so it always looked kind of white. Yeah. And plus, I've first seen him when he was when he rejoined the WWE in his older years, so I've always seen, his hair has always been white to me. Well, I mean, it was in the 92 Rumble era. Yeah. It was kind of platinum white. Yeah. You know, it had tinges of platinum blonde in it. Yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. You know. But, anyway. <laughs> I thought it would take this time, hopefully, well, it's sad news, hopefully, lighten the mood again by talking about some of the better Mar, um, Martin episodes. Sorry, or not Martin, the Martin moments. Ah. Uh, possibly one of the best is the one where he ended up getting high on the cook, on the uh, brownie. hot brownie. Yeah. Yeah. And Niles is there thinking that he's eating the brownie and yeah. kind of has placebo. The, be- the best part of that episode, though, was just after he eats the brownie uh-huh. and then runs up to the, county, the counter in the coffee shop with it crammed in his mouth. He's like, can I have another brownie, please? <laughs> I love how when Fear comes into this now, didn't you notice he's acting weird? I thought it was just a pot messing with my hands. <laughs> Dad, you're stumbling off your ass. <laughs> Damn it, Niles, you're somewhere as I am. The bit at the end, yeah. of, you know, the end of the episode when the credits are coming up. Credits are coming up, and he runs out, and I think he ends up making Fraser pay for like twelve pizzas or and something. He just grabs them, and he's in his underwear, just runs back. <laughs> I I had a reason, fridge pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think one of the best ones also when he accidentally he knows accidentally spill uh, oil on oh, Fraser's yeah, carpet. Yeah. He's trying to fix his chair. That was an accident. This is malicious. It's pretty sure it's a as well. Like, it's the same we're on radio because we, uh, because this really you can't get the. Yeah. But if yeah. you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, funny guy. Well, like when we were talking about the Christmas <laughs> episodes a few weeks ago. Uh, <coughs> Talk about when he uh, they go to they want to surprise him at his work. Yeah, yeah, when they replace the president, it turns out he's got the day off. You're like, Dad, we got some unfortunate news. Don't tell me there's no cocoa. <laughs> it's that look of disappointment, just like. Yeah. No, it's the look on Fraser and Nell's faces is saying, as if, if, if that was the only thing. <laughs> you know, but it's not. Oh, uh, if only. If only there was only no cocoa. Uh-huh. You'd always buy more cocoa. <laughs> Not, not on Christmas Day, you can't. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry if I shattered the illusion for you. Damn you. Damn you and your reason. <laughs> you know, this was just supposed to be a tribute and then suddenly what, we're, what are we talking about? We're talking about Coco. <laughs> it's a good and light-hearted tribute to yes. the man. We're being funny and irreverent and mm-hmm. silly. I'm drinking tea. Anything more about uh, John Mahoney you want to talk about? Oh, no. Uh, all I will say is if you haven't watched Frasier, Why watch not? it. It's some of his best work. He's such a funny guy and he can be very. Well, there's like hundreds of episodes where he can be just very warm, very dad like. Yeah. It's a great show. He was great in it. Look out his other work too because he, uh, Frasier aside, he was a phenomenal actor. I was say, if you haven't seen Frasier by now, why not? Yeah. But I was going to say, if you've only known Frasier, it's probably, like you said, best to check out some of his other work. 
definitely because he's a great actor as a film i would recommend personally with him in it mm-hmm. um i believe it's a winona Ryder film called your friends and neighbors i think i've never seen it if I, I'm, if I'm slightly off on the title look it out winona Ryder, ben stiller's in it uh john mahoney plays a kind of sleazy talk show host mm-hmm. you know the type he's all like mm. smiles and such when the camera's on but he's a total dickhole when the cameras are off yeah that's a good it's a smaller role for him but still a good role you should watch it and if you like those weird sort of early 90s Winona Ryder type films too it's also a good yeah. movie yeah. I like them I like, what I liked about him and Fraser is even though Fraser's now they're so like better educated and uh, they always yeah. think they know better more often than not, it's him that's the voice, the voice of reason. Well, yeah, and he, that, and he kind of has the simplest solution because he's just using common sense. Yeah. That episode when Niles was going to be having the, the dinner party uh, in Maris's home, you uh, know, when they were going through the separation? Oh, yeah. The one with Lestab Lucille? Yeah, that one. The scene when they're talking about Chef Andre doing the, the food. And Martin jokingly says, Hey, you could have him put little meteors all over the plate. <laughs> and Niall stops and goes, Every once in a while he comes up with a fabulous idea. <laughs> well, that's when uh, his hot foam thing goes off on Niall and he's curious, It's a little hot and filmy. My hot and filmy must have went off and just there's a pause in uh, Daphne. He was a detective, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they try to help him solve the case by telling them it's the monkey, but he sees what it actually is yeah, and they think yeah. that they've helped him see it's the monkey. <laughs> the one where he, the, one of the later seasons when he had the flu and Niles is taking him in to do his safety talk and he turns out he's like, looks at Niles and he's like, and you're just as beautiful now as the day I married you. <laughs> okay, I liked that girl before, but... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we have we have prattled joyously about John Mahoney long enough, I think. Yeah, it's. I think. It's, it's, a, it's a shame, but uh, it's best to go back back and watch Rager just to see how good he actually was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to share. We said like on our last on our rumble to the one view that uh, an anecdote about when we were out filming. And. Uh, yes. And this and we had we were filming again last week and it was slightly more stressful, especially for me. We must we must say a thank you to the Golden Jubilee, mo. Yeah, yeah, we were filming in the Golden Jubilee Hospital just up the road from uh, Claybank College, and uh, it was a good thing we were ever actually able to get them to agree to let us film there at all. Yeah. And uh, the main reason we we chose to film there is I wanted to film around, get around, having to ask to do them because there's a chance they couldn't have let us do it and at all. In fairness, you wouldn't have come up with that had I not planted the idea in your head because I suggested looking outside of the college for something. Yeah, yeah, but it was Kate, the lecturer, who uh, mentioned the Golden because we've worked with them in the past. Yeah, Just but you wouldn't have thought of outside sources had I not planted it in your head. I don't think I, I think I would have, but okay. Not as quickly as you did. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh yeah, as I was saying, now there's a chance they couldn't, have, they probably wouldn't have let us film there. Although, because you never know if they're gonna yeah. have a room available. So uh, I did try to use a room, a home uh, makeup room, in one of the college rooms, 
because uh, we've used that before for our yeah. hospital room because of the layout of it. But unfortunately, just my look, our new class had started in January, which means the rooms were booked. So we had to get in contact with them and we emailed uh, they had a room spare for us to use for a particular scene or I think a couple of small scenes that kind of just blend together. Yep. Uh, and then uh, we were, I wanted to start at 12, but unfortunately you could only give us like room actually after 2, 2.30. And uh, then you, I tell you, but that's because I was worried uh, you, you get someone to watch your kids. And then you had someone, you had your mum. Oh, and, then, and then she had to go to work, which made it fall through a little. Damn, um, where did she work? I was going to say, damn the people that she works for. Yes, damn the people that she works for who I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, then that after. There's all the stress of having to get. Sorting it went the time and place if they weren't for. They were actually going to let us do it, getting the equipment. Get, we had to get a couple of people to be extras because I realised at the last minute that I'd spent so much time doing other things and getting in contact with the Golden Jubilee that we hadn't had time to get a couple of people to be extras because my characters may be in the hospital bed. And I wanted to create the illusion that he had people around him who actually cared about him. Yeah. And we, you picked Jacob and Scott. I didn't pick them out. They were the only choices I had. Oh. I wanted Tom, Thomas was there as well, but he didn't end up meaning. You wanted people that cared about you, and you got Jacob and Scott. Yeah. And Scott, who made you laugh in an important scene. Yeah, because his phone went off. I was just lying there in the hospital bed, just eyes closed, all serious, <laughs> and then it was your and I just, I just went. I'm just happy that it wasn't me. Yeah. But uh, I think Scott purposely was overacting over when he was meant to look emotional. He was. I haven't, I haven't watched the footage back yet, so I had to work with what I'm given. Well, in, in fairness, I think look, looking on from behind the camera myself, I thought it looked okay. Hmm. He was just ripping the piss in between takes. Yeah, because uh, Jacob Thompson, Scott, even though they had until one, they would only have a minor screen time, that would involve a lot of standing around as extras. But, uh, they, they had to be there because they had to take the equipment after that for their film. Yeah. So they were hanging around and they were kind of taking a piss, carrying on a bit in between takes, and that was getting me a bit annoyed because I was trying to focus on your bit. Yeah. And just getting it done because we only had the, we only had a limited time we were allowed to use the room, and plus we already had more people than I originally told them that we would have because you did also bring your kid in there, and we had one extra, one more extra than we originally yep. thought we were going to. I, mu- I must say, well, some of us that day were just on point. You're just bragging because you didn't fuck up. Yeah, I am. I well, am. Well, there were times we had to stop, but it wasn't because anybody forgot their lines. It was because Paul knew his line, but he jumped ahead to a different line. I did. That was my one mistake. So, so you knew the lines, just not in the order. No, no, no. I forgot to... Like you say, I jumped ahead and missed one. Yeah. And then I suddenly paused because... Why did I, why did we I... had to stop because you hadn't given me the notepad. Yeah, because... Uh, you were talking about how you had to sign something, but then I remembered you had to pick up the notepad at that point. I hadn't brought the notepad. I had it in my bag with me as you, to use, but I hadn't have brought to it. Sign something with this invisible book and pen. Yes, it's invisible. I'm an angel. Of course, I can have an invisible book and pen. Ta-da! <laughs> then when I was signing, we had to start again because when I was putting the pen back on, I dropped the pen lid. <laughs> and everybody was looking at me like, "I want to get this." Everybody was looking at me like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" I'm like, yeah, "We have to get, we have to get this right." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had to get it right, Scott. Yeah. I was fine. Well, I can't have a scene where... Um, well, it's maybe an emotional scene, and then I can't have me dropping the pen. I'm so, I'm so sad I've dropped the pen with. And also, that, also, not only did we not have a, uh, did we have a limited time to 
Use the yeah. wheel. I just I noticed we didn't have as much minutes on the card to no. for footage as we had. so I had to make sure I made every take count. To get yeah, it, get it as well as we could. I must I must say, Lord, I think I was happy that I didn't mm-hmm. cause any issue. I was happy that I got it mm-hmm. fluid. That was one less thing for you to worry about on the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we were. But as the hell do we? Uh, we we save we save time beforehand to properly go through and get a rhythm going. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, we went over the lines in the car. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I will, I will admit when when you were dropped off at the hospital, I read those lines, back and forth and back and forth all the way there. It's a good thing. And all the way back, yeah. until I could read them without even looking at them. No, it just shows you're you're prepared. Yes, I was. Remember, you, it was a bit confusing because you're your first line. You start. You're the first line of the scene, and then I say what? Because you can see I'm a buddy. I just mainly had one word answer in that scene, just to feed him for his good lines. But my first line is what, so at first it was confusing as as if I meant as if I didn't hear either I'm saying the line or I'm asking what did you say? What? I said no, I know, I know what you said. I said that's the line. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or you kept forgetting that you kept you said wait go when we started rehearsing and you forgot that it was you that actually had the first line. Like go, oh fuck, it was me. Yeah, but I mean, but uh, thankfully I've never been in a situation where if I'd actually put a gown on, I actually had to be in a hospital bed. Yeah. Luckily, I was able to put the hospital gown over my actual clothes, and because uh, the woman that goes and will be asked uh, the bed sheets, she had already been changed before we got there. Luckily, yeah. They said they had to know if someone was going to be in the bed because they have to change the sheet afterwards. If so, and I said me, but I would have the clothes on underneath it. Yeah. So uh, I had to quickly line a bed for like a few seconds just to get a few shots of my character in the uh, hospital bed. You remember your line the minute we finished those scenes? Get this fucking thing off me. Yeah, because I don't care how many times they've washed the sheet, the gown or the, be- or the beds, like someone's probably died in that bed. That's a very strong possibility. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons thing. Ha ha, someone died in those. Like, when you think about hospitals, the, the high percentage of somebody possibly dying in the room that I, we were using is very high. You remember what we were talking of earlier? What? About being depressing and then being upbeat? Yeah. And then you said, by the way, someone may have died in that room we filmed in. I'm not trying to be depressing, I'm just thinking <laughs> I'm lying in somewhere 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 that I get this fucking thing off me so I can get out of this bed. Get it off me, get it off me. It was just weird because like I said, I've never thankfully had to be in a hospital bed. Yeah. Touch wood there, because I'm probably jinxing myself now. Probs. Oh, and the best, funniest bit for last, Jacob. I was waiting for them to come, and I, as I was setting up in the hospital room, and waiting for you and uh, Craig to go get your kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got a text. I got a message via. Uh, I told them where to where to get off and where to go. Yeah, they were on the wrong side of the building, weren't they? Yeah, because there's a hotel right next to the Golden Hospital. And they'd gotten off in the main car park at the hotel rather than the hospital where I told them to go. So I had to go downstairs after reassurance from the nurses that no one would nick the equipment that I had to leave. Because if somebody steals the equipment, it's me that's that's <laughs> fucked. Surely gets the shit for it. Yep. So uh, yeah, I come downstairs and I see them. And I'm having so weird. I was like, I'm over fucking here, you idiot. <laughs> and then I'm from rushing them back up the stairs like fucking moan. Only I don't want to leave the equipment out by itself. <laughs> I can only imagine the ultimate stress you were under. Yeah, which is one thing I don't know because. 
like I was like, well, wait, wait, we've got extras, we know the time where we've got the thing confirmed. Oh, we're all good. Mm-hmm. We go downstairs, you tell me the thing about your kid. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck no, it's another problem. Well, look, you were cool under pressure, but it's okay, we'll go there, you bring your kid. I had the idea, and then and, uh, Kate brought it up as if it was her idea. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think I did mention it to you, and then we weren't doing it, Kate brought it away. That's a great idea, Scott. I'm glad I thought of it, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. It seems to look as if as if we hadn't thought of the idea ourselves. Yeah, I will say he had a he had a grand time. He much enjoyed watching us filming. Yeah. So he did. Yeah, I think uh, uh, once we actually got there, I think it went better than uh, than the first day. Yeah, uh, oh, it did. Because when we were indoors, better conditions. We weren't uh, freezing our balls off. I didn't have to chain smoke. And we were remember we landed our we remembered our lines more. Yes, we did. I see that Adam. We're going to get the fucking sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got where, okay? Yeah, we got it. But, eh, uh, it was more annoying because fucking January in general has been a really, sh- really annoying, stressful month for me. And it's snowing again. Yes. Today. With that, I, ha- I had an interview that got cancelled because of that. An interview? Like, for where? The, remember my university interview that got cancelled and rescheduled because of the snow? Just maybe a few weeks ago. Was that for Glasgow or was that the other one? The one in I remember. Ah, I thought you went for that anyway. Yeah, I went for that, but it got rescheduled from when it originally was because when it was originally meant to happen, it was snowing. Yeah. There was that, the Rockable Cross project I had to get done by the end of January. I had my month's birthday to uh, prepare for. I had to finish editing the pre recorded episode of this show. I had to get. And I see that someone's freaking rattling back. You might be able to hear that in the background. We had to get. We had to prepare our filming dates and remember lines. Get everything done, and like I said, when I actually got and I got there on the first day, I, I forgot my line. One of my lines because, and in the pressure of getting everything scheduled as a director, I, I forgot some of my stuff as an actor because I'm trying to balance so much at once. If it helps any, you did great. Yeah, and so so when when January finished, I thought this is good, and then the start of Saturday starts with this fucking <laughs> jubilee shit, which was one thing after another. Yeah, and when he does, when he does, if I'm correct here, when you do your next film, I'm playing some crazy conspiracy theorist, aren't ah, I? You're not as much of a main character as you are in this one, but it's a fun scene that I think yeah. we would, we'd actually add to the film. I, I'm happy. I'm happy from the work. Yeah, I knew you would be. <laughs> I'll take what I can I was going to say, you'll get. take what you're given and you will like it. I <laughs> can sound so wrong. Yeah. Really, you're not you're not doing much else. So who are you to argue with me? Hey, you will take this role. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but that when I said that I did go end up going for my interview. Uh, did G- you do well? I didn't think it. I didn't think I did at the time. Cause I remember, you know, I didn't. I wasn't really sure of myself that I presented myself in the way I, I should. And it was a shame even because we got a tour of all the facilities and the. The video studio is very similar, the, t- the software they have is very similar to what we have here. Yeah. And uh, they have a TV studio which is far superior than what the one we have here. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about what the contents of what it is and how you get you go out and do work placements and actually go, it's a journalism course. So you have to go out and uh, be a part of, like, go to the actual papers or and chase the story. And uh, when I when I kind of felt like I disappointed in the interview, I thought really bad about myself for, for a lot. But then I thought, no, it's fine, I'll dust myself off, move on, I've got other things to focus on. And then I got home on Thursday, to, and I defined I had a conditional offer, depending on... Score. Conditioned on me getting my HND, because it's a four-year course, but if I get my HND, I get to enter at year three. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good stuff. But the thing is, I've got one other interview towards the end of February. I think it might be a Tuesday, which is when we usually record, so we're going to have to work around that. I'm sure we no, can. Actually, I don't think it is a Tuesday. It might actually be a Thursday. I'll have to double-check the date. Oh, whichever. I mean, we could, we could do one of our pre-recorded shows again. Yeah, but uh, again, it's an error, so if I actually get the course... No, it's a Thursday, never mind. Doesn't affect us. And this this is for where? Uh, this is for air, both of them. Oh, one I just went, for air? I've applied for four courses, two of them are air, two are close to home, and for some reason the two that are close to home have yet to get back to me. Bastards. Yeah, but, but I'm more confident with this one, I'll be able to present myself better because this is for a filmmaking and screenwriting course, so I can just talk about the work I've been doing. Yeah. And I think I'm more confident about that one, especially after I, after what happened. Yeah. That's when I know how to, I know to be more confident. Showing my footage when we can see you can direct someone as well as you direct me in movies. <laughs> get the get the job, no problem. So what? How did you get this performance? I tell them, be you if you were an angel. <laughs> you, you'd, you'd still be a bit of a dick at times. You'd be a <laughs> dick angel. <laughs> uh, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? A dick angel. I don't want to be a dick angel. <laughs> it sounds wrong on like so many fucking levels. Well, look at the context of the script. You are it's a like, dick. To to my character. It's like, look, a dick angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this fucking skin so far down. <laughs> I'm trying not to be a negative. For God's sake. We talked. To, we ranted about fucking newspapers and millennials. <laughs> then we tried to have a touching tribute with John Mahoney, and now we're talking about dick angels. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> oh, oh god! Should, should we bring some sense of order back to our show again? Yeah. Well, that brief, that filming out of the way is, you see, it's stressful, but we got the shit done. Yeah. I, do, I let's get back to wrestling, Mike. <laughs> this was originally going to be just a bit mainly about the rumble until like other stuff happened. Yeah. We had to talk about. We are thirty-seven minutes in before getting into any wrestling. <laughs> I know you won't. You've all seen the rumble, well, but you won't have seen uh, NXT Takeover Philadelphia, which I might briefly talk about. I I didn't see that. I'm looking forward <laughs> to you telling me of that one. Yeah, the typical uh, Takeover <laughs> format: five ma- five matches, all pretty good. Uh, we start. We had the undisputed eras: uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defending their tag titles against uh, the, the Authors of Pain. Essentially, it's a classic the author of being just big giant dudes. Yeah. Whereas more Paul t- Erling's team, right? Yeah, Paul Erling managing them. Yeah. And uh, against uh, Fish and O'Reilly, who are a more technical guy. Yeah. And there's one story where the, the authors have been essentially just throwing them about for the, for the early part of the match. But then an adult team, if you see one of them kind of tweaked his knee on the way down. One of the authors pain? Aye. And then as soon as he done that happen, Fish and O'Reilly just went for the knee and kept blocking submissions and breaking them down. Yeah. Because they knew how that's how they were going to beat the bigger... Bigger yeah. opponent. Yeah, and uh, they had a quite a smart finish because the author of being do a thing where they both pick up a guy for a powerbomb and then they slam them back first and each other before oh. hitting powerbombs. It's called the uh, super collider. Yeah. But as what well, they actually hit him, blew two back first, the guy picking up, I think it was O'Reilly. Uh, he's the one with the injured knee. Yeah. And uh, you see him slightly stumble and then Fish uses that to hurricane run him into his partner, knocking his partner out of the ring and then gets a roll up for the win. Ah. So it's quite a smart finish. Yeah. So were we defending the titles? Uh, or Fish and O'Reilly were defending the titles. And we, did, we successfully defended? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the story was uh, Sanity beat Authors of Pain at uh, Brooklyn. Then yeah. uh, 
Then the, all three teams were involved in uh, war games in November. Yeah. Then uh, I think in December they on TV. Uh, Undisputed Era beat Sanity, and then yeah. took them out a few weeks before Takeover before they could get their rematch. And then Authors Bane just happened to be number one contenders and haven't yet had a fair rematch because they were about to have a fair rematch against the Sanity a few months ago. But yeah. then Authors then uh, Undisputed Era ruined that for them. But, uh, then we had uh, the Velveteen Dream, who I talked about had a brilliant match with Alistair Black at the last takeover. Mm-hmm. He was fighting uh, Cassius Ono in a match that really didn't really have a reason for existing. It just happened, I think it was just there to fill the card. A match that didn't really have a reason for existing. Yeah. Love those matches. Yeah, because Dream, <laughs> uh, when Johnny Gargano earned his title shot for the NXT title, he, yeah. uh, he was in a number of contenders tournament and he had to he take he took Dream's spot. Because Dream, I think, got, supposedly got injured. Oh, Alright. It wasn't a major injury, but he just couldn't be in the thing. But uh, then he beat Dream. He put his title shot on the line against Dream on the last takeover, on the last NXT before takeover, and won. And apparently, backstage, there was a segment between Ono and Dream, and now suddenly we have this match. Which is mm. weird because we've had Lars Sullivan, who's just this big beast guy, who's right. been a. They were kind of teasing thing between either him or Kelly and Dane insanity other than he's known as Big Demo Aye. or or him and Roderick Strong or maybe all three of them in some weird big triple threat because they all live like kind of connect they've kind of crossed paths in certain ways before yeah because uh, uh, Strong got beat by Sullivan and kind of wanted another shot and uh, in the four way with Johnny Gargano earned his shot for the title yeah, uh, own, uh, Sullivan and Dane kind of collided to the, this, the two monsters trying to take each other down yeah and uh, they kind of were, and Sullivan kind of hinted he wanted them to take a chance at Demo, and then suddenly that just, that didn't lead anywhere. Hmm. So then they had Dream, and uh, Dream once again, like, I took you at Takeover against Black. He had the, kind of the Rick Rudy had Black's face on his trunks. Yeah. Kind of thing where he had kind of a, because someone's called the Knockout Artist, he had kind of a cut up version of a hoodie, and he had, like, boxing trunks with Dream Over on them. Mm. He came out. He had these people with a special pillow and a, and a special custom mouth guard on it, <laughs> and he said he was going to knock Ono out in thirty seconds. And uh, I thought that that was foreboding that Ono was just going to knock Dream out in thirty seconds. Yeah, which I thought would have been a wrong bad idea because you, you, the fans have actually really taken to Dream. Yeah, as a character, and he's really over now, which would have been so. It would have been the worst decision just to have him lose in thirty seconds. Did he win though? He did win, but. He didn't, and not in thirty seconds, because he did. The fans start chanting along for the first thirty seconds yeah. to see if it actually happen. And he actually does hit a right hand on Ono, and Ono goes down, and he starts celebrating. But he didn't go for the pin. That's why he didn't win. Oh, so <laughs> then, Ono, then Ono gets bite back up, hits him with an elbow so hard that he knocks the mouth guard out his mouth. Oof. Jesus. Yeah. So there were a couple of mistakes, but in the end, Dream does win. So it's a kind of it's an okay match. But to say it's the worst match on a takeover. It's not saying it's a really bad. Ma- it's technically a bad match. Yeah, because takeovers generally are quite good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, the women's so much. Had Shayna Baszler, a former UFC fighter who was in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. Is now just kind of only sh- recently showed up. Started in NXT and kind of bullied her way to get a title shot. <laughs> She's kind of been the. F- I think I can compare it to like the female Samoa Joe. Jeez. Is, is, is a, like Carrie Sane, who won the Mae Young Classic, came out to almost to challenge. Moon, then she just appeared behind her and just choked her out, and just like, look, you, I'm here now. I'm going to. And see, I think we're. <laughs> Give me your belt. Yeah. See, I think we had Moon like arm positions in a certain way where, it, and she's kind of stood on it, and made it look like she could have nearly broke her arm. Yeah. You know, she probably didn't, 
And then the story was, well, will the referee stop the match or will Moon just carry, carry on despite the injury? Yeah. And uh, uh, Basil tried to evangelize this by putting her in an armbar. But eventually she managed to kind of do the Austin, what they're like, the Piper uh, finish or the heart Austin oh. finish. Like kind of yeah. roll, roll her in the arm and get into a roll up. Yeah. Because like she didn't like let go of the hold, she unwillingly let herself vulnerable and to get beat. You mean those finishes where you learn to hate Bret Hart even just a little bit more? Yeah, but it was still a smart finish, though, I believe, in my opinion. It was. Yeah. But uh, and then on her way back, as the dogs were helping her, she's still clutching the arm. Uh, Basil just still puts her in a chokehold and put, this time puts the arm behind the back to And then uh, back to the just goes like, you see I lost, but who's really who really looks like the winner? Yeah, like I might have, might have officially lost it, but you got messed up. Yeah. Think. And then uh, we had Al- Adam Cole from the Undisputed Era against Alistair Black in an Extreme Rules match. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it bloody? No, it wasn't. Well, te- not intentional, but I think Cole busted his cut his hand open. But at one point, you could just see blood a bit on his hand and a bit on his thigh, and you couldn't tell like where the hell is he actually bleeding? <laughs> I think he might have just accidentally cut himself a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, because it was in Philly and there was an Extreme Rules match, the opening video package had a monologue from Paul Heyman, <laughs> which is just perfect. Cool. Yeah, uh, it was a spot that I mean, was kind of, oof. What, what? Uh, uh, I think it was Adam Cole had two chairs, like they were sitting like the seat part facing each other, but then he turned them around so the backs were facing each other, but then ended up getting dropped back first across them. Oh. And I thought, considering it's, that it was almost 20 years, it's almost 20 years this year since uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. The cast injury. I think you know we could, if this went wrong, we could have just had another Sean Michaels, uh, if it, the way he landed a back first across the broken back. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, good news, Adam. You're the next Sean Michaels, just not in the way you wanted to be. Yeah. Are you gonna turn to Jesus as well? Yeah. That's gonna say like I was just meaning like in that you don't want to copy Sean Michaels in the way your career nearly ends. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, Black went the spot where Black got hit with a chair in the face and fell back outside to the ring into two tables. Alright. Yeah. And uh, he did a kind of a curb stomp, very move and double stomp into the announce table onto Cole. <laughs> and uh, on the speed there, also fishing or try to interfere on behalf of uh, Cole, but then Sanity would make the return yeah. to kind of chase them off. And uh, Dean, Killing Dean, who's nearly 300 pounds. Actually, did a, a suicide dive between the ropes. Jesus, just freaky. But uh, the match went when uh, Cole, uh, Adam Cole lifted the chair to go hit him. They ran at uh, Black with chair and Black just did the black match, which is essentially a spin kick to the face. Jesus. Just knock out. <laughs> and uh, I think it looks like Black is going to face uh, the next for the challenge for the title at uh, NXT Takeover New Orleans again against uh, Andrade Cien Almas, who retained against Johnny Gargano. And uh, I think it's kind of fit because at last year's Mania takeover, Black made his debut, beat at a takeover, beating Andrade. <laughs> but now Andrade's a much different, he's a much better wrestler now, and he's yeah. now got the title. And now Black's just gone from strength to strength as well so in that year, so now it's these two finally meeting a year again is very different. Very different places. And now the, now the title's on the line. I mean, awesome. But, uh, so, yeah, an interesting thing about the, uh, the main event, Gargara versus. Uh, and to be honest, is apparently Dave Meltzer gave it five stars. It's the first WWE match to get five stars since Punk Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. So that's since, since nearly seven years since a WWE match has gotten given five stars. 
Damn. You and know, it was an NXT match. You know, which kind of makes me think, why didn't Bait, Tyler Bate with Pete Dunne for TakeOver Chicago get five stars? But that's just me. Yeah. It's just a pain. But uh, apparently there have only been six... Once again, like I stated at the start of the show in our rant, mm-hmm. an opinion you were more than entitled to. Yeah. There are a lot of matches that you could have said, why didn't this get five stars? But you see, like you said, the star ratings really just melts his opinion. Yeah. But, uh you know, the only six matches in the history of Dewey to get five stars is the Punk Cena match I mentioned with Money in the Bank, uh, the Andrade and uh, Gargano match. The others are currently Michaels, Ramon from Mania 10, uh, Owen and Brett in the cage match at SummerSlam, yeah. uh, Austin versus Brett at Mania 13, yeah. and the uh, first ever Hell in a Cell. Yes. So who's got two on the list? Sean, Sean does. Yes. And so does Brett. Fuck Brett. <laughs> yeah. Well, people say Cena can't wrestle. He's got a five-star match under his belt. No, CM Punk does. Well, they both Cena do. Cena just kind of hangs onto his coattails. I think it was more for the story than the match itself because there was a whole Punk is leaving. Is he going to take the belt with him? Yeah. yeah Punk won that, didn't he? Yeah. Huh. And, he did, and he did the thing where he blew the kiss to Vince as he left with the crowd. Hmm. But yeah, this was a really good match. He really... If you watch one match from TakeOver, uh, TakeOver Philadelphia, watch the main event because it's so good. there's so many good spots. I think Johnny Gordon's one of the last like, true baby faces in, in wrestling right now. Yeah. Because he's just so universally loved. <laughs> like, you know how people love Daniel, would always go metal for Daniel Bryan? Yeah. That's This is sim- This is the closest comparison you can make for how much people love Johnny Gargano. They're really behind the guy. I, his nickname's uh, Johnny Wrestling. Johnny wrestling, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> and then uh, and his wife Candice LeRae, who's a wrestler who's just been seeing NXT in the crowd, yeah. and uh, uh, Andrade's manager, Selena Vega, has been a big part of him uh, becoming this new character, finally getting to the title. Yeah. So every time she, she kept interfering, so until eventually it kind of went, fuck this, jumped the barricade and fucking speared. <laughs> and it's like, get out of here. <laughs> but then... Uh, it was so many good bang over spots I can't mention them all because I'll be here all day but yeah. eventually Andre does a double knees in the corner but then he did a version of it on the outside against the steel post and then he did a version of his Hamlet DT draped across the top rope and then yeah. kind of down almost spiking kind of similar to how he beat Drew but uh, obviously Johnny didn't get injured like Drew did yeah. but uh, it's one of the things like, as much as you're sad to see him lose you're thinking yeah, he kind of had to beat with that because if he kicks it he, he risk doing what you do in most baby faces making them look too strong and then that's going to turn people against them yeah that's really not what you want what you want to do with somebody who's still as universally loved as johnny gargano is so now you have like almost in black who the uh, next takeover <coughs> and uh so context your uh johnny used to be in a tag team called diy yeah because uh, we told master chambers and they call it because we did it we got here ourselves nobody handed us things we did it ourselves Ah. But uh, a lot of people hated the name DIY because they're a team and Y stands for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, they were a tag team for a while and then it took over Chicago when they lost uh, in a tag title match to the Office of Pain. Uh, Gargano, sorry, Champa turned on them. They did, it's so good because they're just done at the top. Rattenbury thinks it's about to happen. They're gonna, somebody's going to turn on somebody. Then the, the end graphic comes up like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Champa then throws. Going into this uh, part of the staging, but since it was a fake out, they got us, huh. and just proceeds to beat him up while the crowd chant "fuck you, Champa." 
because uh, they really are so invested in them, and it's not, they don't cheer like they do most main roster heel turns. Yeah, well, there's then on the main roster, who really cares now? Yeah, but the thing is, unfortunately, around at the same time, uh, Chamba did suffer a legit injury, mm. so they couldn't really capitalize on it. But uh, they did tell a better story where he went away. Uh, Johnny started trying to reestablish himself as a singles guy, but kept suffering all these major losses, including to Andrade, a couple of to Andrade before he became number one contender. Yeah. So now it's just him trying to finally build himself back up, and he had the shot, and now he's, and now he lost. But uh, he's he's got a theme song called and it's called Rebel Heart, and he's calling he's using the ter- hashtag Rebel Heart on Twitter, and Champa changed his name on Twitter to Black Heart. <laughs> And just and just keep and just keeps kind of t- taunting Johnny on Twitter, like uh, when he was announced for two K eighteen, like you two can recreate Takeover Chicago. The graphics make Johnny's tears look so real. <laughs> or uh, yeah, Johnny said about how he when he talked about his loss at the end of Takeover, uh, as he went up, they did the fake out graphic again at Philadelphia because he was standing at the top, we uh, walking away with Candice, and he stands at the top of the ramp. The graphic comes up. He comes out from behind, Champa comes out, smacks him in the back with a crutch. <laughs> and, and he gave him some whack because the fucking crutch was a bit bent as well. Yeah. And uh, his beard, it's kind of thing, I, think, I don't think he's shaved since he went away because his beard's just like. He <laughs> could be in the Wyatt family, his beard's so big now. Oh. I know. But uh, he, he kind of put a photo in, Champa put a photo up of him hitting Gargano and put up five, a five star emojis. Yeah. As a kind of a piss take. You know what? On a side note, I do hope eventually that a new Wyatt family is formed. There's so many people that could be in it. So yeah. many. So yeah, I look forward to seeing, uh, hopefully, if Gar- Champa still was away at the Tavens, was still visibly limping. So, so if maybe, I don't know if it's going to happen at New Orleans, like Gargano Champa match, or maybe they could just stretch it out even further, because they've done a yeah. better job of covering the injury, because they've told the story of Johnny trying to make it on his own. And just, just think, if we do stretch it out, right, yeah. just to the point where Champ is able to compete, yeah. people are going to be, like, riled up for it by the time we eventually get to it. If we build it and build it and build it and yeah. put so much story into it, the way we used to do. Because yeah, it was in May when he, 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 he turned on him. It was yeah. last May he turned on him. This is yeah. January, he's only just come back, so we've told it for a good while, like six or eight months. That's good Almost. build. That's good story building. And he even explained in a promo on NXT why he turned on me, like because he knew he was injured and he had a feeling that Johnny would just forget about him when he left, and the fans would forget about him. Yeah, which is fair because I think he, he he's nicknamed the Psycho Killer, and when the chance with Psycho Killer and Johnny wrestling, you could always tell the the chance of Johnny wrestling were always significantly louder. So you could always tell the fans knew that if they were going to split up, it was going to be Johnny. That was the face, and Champa was going to be the heel. Yeah. So yeah, I look forward I to. Look at, I mean, you're talking about that, but Johnny wrestling could easily have turned into the arrogant heel. Yeah, I, I thought that as well. You know. And uh, Champa could be kind of the heel guy who's a face <laughs> and something, but it's also a bit mental. Like Orton, yeah, Orton did. Orton did that for a while. Yeah. Let's yeah. not talk about him. He's a, yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say I. I there are times where I don't always agree with Dave Meltzer, but he's given two five-star matches so far this year that I agree with this and Jericho Omega. Yeah. Where was Jericho Omega again? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. See, the thing was, I think the reason I got five stars in the main event didn't is because they kept, men- they kept mentioning how 
it was like six, the main event last year, like oh six stars. Like I think it's because they set themselves up in the main event of this year's main event yeah. to get something close to that. That obviously they, they said that it's such a high standard that you can't possibly live up to, it, even though the match was quite good. <laughs> That's nearly fifty-five minutes. We have even mentioned the rumble. We have we have judging on the length of our usual shows about ten minutes to mention the rumble. Yeah, we can go a bit longer. Only a little more. Yeah, I know, but. I mean, it's almost one o'clock. We've got plenty of time. We won't go another hour. We'll go like half an hour at most. You have you have spoken much of NXT. It's, it's a really, it was a really good show. But with, I, with, I don't with, believe it, with stories that made sense and really good wrestling and, as well. I don't that's believe you'll be able to wax as lyrical about the Rumble though. Well, I will about the Rumble matches because I think they were the highlights of the. Uh, well, I'll be honest. The AJ Styles match. Yeah, that was. I, a bit I skipped that was, through that. That was a disappointment. Okay, because because they made a big song and dance of uh, Owens having a knee having a knee injury on the SmackDown beforehand. Yeah, and they really didn't they really didn't play on it except for one calf crusher spot, and then they didn't and then they didn't mention it again. Mm. And then they did some screw finish where I think he pinned Owens, but Owens wasn't legal. So and then they just they they just using that just to carry this on. Yeah. Essentially, just to give AJ something to do at Fastlane before he goes on to fight Nakamura. Hmm. You gotta give AJ something to do. Give AJ something to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as you see, as you can tell, I really loved Takeover Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, I see. I will have to talk to my brother again because. The network is not working on my phone at the moment. You didn't watch the pre-show, did you? No. I'm saying there, you didn't miss much. There was a cruiserweight tag match that in the union wasn't that much full yet. So. Yeah. Because the, 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 the three faces did a triple moonsault thing to the outside spot where all three of them did a moonsault, which is cool. Until it cuts to the front row and sees how little, pe- how few people are actually in the front row by that point. <laughs> You had a pointless uh, revival with Carlos and Anderson match, and uh, you had Bobby Roode with a US Open challenge that was answered by Mojo Rawley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mojo Rawley lost it, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, other notable moments were uh, Arnoldinger Blaze was on the kickoff panel, and she struggled to answer a simple question about. Who was going to win the women's rumble? Alundra Blaze. Yeah. Was on the kickoff panel. Right. She asked her about the rumble, and she kept uh, not stalling to answer the question about who's going to win the women's rumble to a point where JBL was almost shouting like, "Answer the damn questions!" <laughs> and uh, given Owens and Sami Zayn are answering Twitter questions, and they're purposely picking on people who have answered either stupid questions or misspell. Yeah. Because how are you guys? How are you going to prepare? You spelt with a U because it spends takes so much time to spell Y O U. Well, I would bitch about that myself. He <laughs> makes uh, he's like somebody who misspells strategy. Like, what was it they said? Strategy or whatever. I don't. Maybe that's. I don't, no, we don't have a strategy. We do have a strategy for tonight, though. I, m- I must say that the women's rumble law was proved correct. We have so few. Yeah. Decent women that they had to bring, like a good quarter of that rumble entrance was surprised. Surprised of legends or. Well, I can I can have a defence for that, but I'll wait till we get there. I mean, Lita, who isn't exactly looking in shape nowadays. You've got Michelle McCool. Well, she hasn't had to. Yeah. Yeah. 
So did you watch? You didn't watch the Terry Town match. Did you watch the Usos versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin? I did not. No. Why not? Well, like I say, because of my unfortunate instance where I couldn't get on the network, I had to watch most of what I've seen on YouTube. Right. So, and I, on YouTube, you can't find a full run of the rumble. You know, you have to keep sifting through it to find each part. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got the information but did not get the joyous experience of watching the Rumble. Yeah. And also, I believe my brother decided to text me before I had gotten to watch it and told me who won. That's it. You know, which I appreciated knowing who won, but because, like I said at the start of the show, that I thought it was kind of up in the air who would have won this year, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been able to see it and find out myself. Yeah. I, I didn't get the excitement. Did he tell you who won both rumbles or just the men's? Uh, yeah, yeah, Nakamura won the... Uh, no, yeah, but when he, when he told you who won the... Oh, rumble. no, he didn't tell me who won the women's one right, right. away. I know who won that one. Yeah, obviously, but, uh, so yeah, it was a two or three falls match, which used was actually won two falls straight, the first two falls, so yeah. he didn't even go to a third fall, which... That's unusual. Yeah, which is kind of, I feel bad for Gable and Benjamin, actually, because... Even if this, even if this means they don't, even if they lose and they don't get another shot because they've had a couple of shots before at this, yeah, at least give at least giving them one win would have been better than nothing. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the fashion police will ever get a chance. Yeah, they already did have a chance. No, I mean another yeah, one. Yeah, well, I, think, yeah. I think actually the fashion police are doing something way Gable and Benjamin now. Yeah. But, although there were so many false finishes in the first one until I finally got one. And, yeah. then, and then it was like the second fall was like two minutes. Like they were supposed to get a roll up. And that, that was, was a, it. Yeah. yeah. While while Gable and were setting up for a missile, Gable didn't have went to went to stop it, but it was too late. Mm. Were you? And then third match, a lot of people were surprised. Were you surprised that this, the men's rumble was in the middle of the show? Well, no, not really. I mean, look at the look at past rumbles where the rumbles happened and then title matches happened. Yeah. It's not always it hasn't always been the last thing of the yeah. main event. I was actually surprised. I really thought like they'd have one rumble. Obviously, it's going to be the main event, but one rumble. I thought the other rumble. I thought would be like open the show, so it's kind of bookend the shows, one at the beginning, one at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, we had Rusev coming out at number one for the rumble yeah. over at over at Hell. Had uh, usually had Finn Balor. We'll go through the quick conditions. Finn Balor, number three was Rhino, because you got to get that ECW pop. Rhino with his beard again. Yeah. He's looking normal, when, uh, he's got facial hair again. Yeah, you know, Baron Corbin, who got eliminated, then beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and, yeah. then t- and then assaulted poor Heath Slater on the ramp. Oh yeah, poor Heath Slater. Hmm. I would assault that fucker, he's a dickhole. I like Heath Slater. I, I just love the story of him, him struggling to get to the ring. Every time somebody else comes in, somebody kicks him, like, leave Heath alone. <laughs> I just get laughing every time somebody... Pick him up and throw him face first through his double wide. Uh, like not everybody, but I remember all of our big E came in, he, he, he perked him up and then tried to feed him pancakes. <laughs> what? Nothing. Why do you hate faces so much? Because they suck. That is why. You're like Champa, you're a black heart. <laughs> Bloody do-good and fan-loving freaks. I, I like heels. Heels have a lot more substance to them. Uh, uh, first surprise of the men's rumble was uh, Andrade Cien Almas, the NXT champion. Ah. 
Have you not seen that clip when he comes out? I have not. Oh. No. Wait, I say wa- watching it on YouTube is a pain in the ass. Oh, you should you should try and watch it again. We can have more. We can talk about more. You can talk about more in context like next week if you want. I will. But he comes. Elias is at number six while everybody's taking it, and he's poor. He's mm. lying on the. He comes out, does his song, and then who comes at number seven? It's Andrade. Uh. It takes a second for me to notice the thing, like, who is that? And then his name goes up, and ah! Because <laughs> it was me and my brother and a couple of his pals, and they yeah. don't watch NXT, but we do. So we're like, ah, it's Andrade. Did and it last long? Yeah, actually, quite, quite a bit. Yeah? It's a good like, 20 minutes at least. Because Landry Orton eliminated him, and Randy Orton was 24, and Andrade came out at number 7, so. Yeah. I noticed that. Woken, Matt Hardy and Bray eliminated each other. Yeah. They're having their pointless little squabble at the minute. Mm-hmm. You know. For whatever goddamn reason. Yeah, they eliminated each other. Uh, I like that Almas came out with the NXT title as well. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, Nakamura in the final couple eliminating Cena, that was sweet. Yeah. I came out number 14 which is annoying because I'd done a prediction thing online I predicted he'd come out number 15 who? Nak- no Nakamura. Nakamura and he came out number 14 <laughs> which is a bit annoying like, oh, I know you are going to win but can you not just do one more number <laughs> and uh, this is one surprise, surprise appearance I was not expecting but I popped so hard for it who? did you not see this? well remind me stand back Paul there's a hurricane coming through. Oh yeah, the hurricane. I I didn't really care so much when the hurricane came out because oh, well. I I knew he wasn't gonna be there very No, long. but that's just funny funny to see him. Yeah, I heard some people mention that he may be there, but as a joke, and then see, to see him actually be there. You say you see that you went oh hurricane. I seen it. I went oh hurricane. I remember him. I think I just fondly remember his, his segments with The Rock in two thousand and three. Yeah, I just I just remember him in the 2002 Rumble coming in, you know, got up to Stone Cold and Triple H and went, the choke slam. And he did the version of this in this Rumble where he went up to Cena and went to do the choke slam and Cena just picked him up and went, fuck you off. Yeah. And he just, he just stands outside the ring and just does his wee pose to all the fans. What a wee. <laughs> you know what I thought when he got eliminated? What's up with that? <laughs> oh, so yeah, I popped really hard when I seen the. And also Damn, pop- Citizen Gulch, the hurricane is not a horror perv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, Coach is back. Yeah. On commentary on Raw. Mm. And he's, he's, he's replaced Booker, and within one segment, he was already better than Booker oh, has ever been. Oh, he's replaced Booker? Aye. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Is he actually, he actually comes across as an actual analyst because he's been on ESPN or SportsCenter or wherever he's been and on. He, and he can actually string a sentence together. Yes. And he, he actually knows what he's talking about. And, uh... Because Bo- Booker don't have a clue. I'm not even sure if Booker knows if the sun's rising. <laughs> but, uh, do, you think, do you think Queen Charmel addresses him in the morning? Yes. Probably. He's like, no, Booker, it goes on the right foot. <laughs> right foot. Yes, yes, we know you're the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. We know. Put your shoes on. That man might be Mayor of Houston. <laughs> oh, what a what a poor thought. Our thoughts go out to the people of Houston. <laughs> but then I I popped really hard for for the next surprise entrant, Adam Cole. Oh yeah. 
and he came out still with his, rib, with his ribs taped up from the night before. Yeah. So continuity. So as soon as I heard, I heard the song, I like me and my brother went, oh, and we were shouting, I'm cold, baby. <laughs> That's his thing. But the weird thing was, is that for a segment, it came up, came up their song, their bet, their free shock the system, and then it, then it showed Adam Cole's name. Yeah. For a minute, I'm thinking, oh, which one's it going to be? Then I'm thinking, of course it's going to be Cole because Fish and O'Reilly, while they've done single stuff, they're best known as a team. Yeah. So of course it was just randomly going to be one of them. If it was going to be any of them, it was going to be Cole. I remember Cole kind of foreshadowed that he and the Undertaker might be on the main roster soon because he said we said shop the system. And that system isn't just NXT. The system you, is all of WWE. You know how you you're talking about the hurricane making an appearance and blah blah blah. Yeah. Do you think there's ever going to be an instance where they would bring a legend back into a rumble, and completely throw everyone by having said legend actually win the bugger? Didn't they technically do that with Batista when he in 2014? Yeah, but no one liked that. Yeah, well, that's that's when everyone was all. Well, you're gonna have some people complain because if they did it this year. There was gonna be there was any year really there's gonna be complaining that they had a current guy that they liked that didn't win it. Well, yeah, but people. Yeah. I mean, look at the way they are with Reigns, right? That year, they want they loved him. Mm-hmm. Well, next year, we despised him. I don't know. You know, there there's always gonna be some people. You're not gonna please everybody, you know. I mean, you could make it. Re- it really had to be somebody that everybody universally loved. Yeah, you could have you could have made it really funny. Like, imagine just hypothetically, if a hurricane had come out and actually won the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. The only way that could have gone wrong is if he'd eliminated Nakamura. Yeah, that would have been wrong. <laughs> you know? A major complaint of the women's rumble that a lot of the legends eliminated eliminated their uh, current people. Yeah, do you know it was a surprise entrant for that? Just to rip with piss, we could have brought in Santina. A lot of people talked about that or bringing out <laughs> James Ellsworth, but yeah. probably best not to because you would have annoyed somebody. You know, prob- it'd probably be better off if we brought Santina, though. Mm-hmm. That would have been funny. And, uh, number 27, which is the final surprise entrant, and it's Rey Mysterio. You've probably yeah, seen that YouTube clip. He's looking well good now. Hey, it was like. And I love how I think it was around about Philadelphia or somewhere in that same area where in twenty fourteen he came out number thirty when everybody was expecting Brian. Yeah. And yeah. everybody kinda of took their anger out on him. Yeah. And I felt kinda of bad for him. So I think I'm glad he got to come back in the rumble and actually get good response. Aye. But he was looking so And I have a bit of an issue with this. Go on. Because I seen Ray in November at ICW Fear and Loathing and he looked fuck all like that. Was he He was a bit he was a bit chunky. He was a bit dummy, he was a bit out of shape when he was came a but he, he comes into that rumble and aye, he's yeah. looking ripped. Aye, he probably got a phone call. Oh, can you get in shape for the rumble? Aye, let me just do the shitey show in Glasgow first. Yeah, wee prick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh, that's nippy. <laughs> well, come on. I would have loved. It. You can't tell me that the version of this version would have had a much better match with Kenny Owens than the one that did. Aren't Aren't you, as a wrestling fan, purely as a wrestling fan, aren't you impressed at how? Well, he's looking now. Yeah, probably because he isn't working as much as a busier schedule. Because like he worked like underground, but they do a series of tapings at the one, and then they yeah, they got time off, and then he's doing sporadic appearances here and there. So he is. I he, mean, he's looking so much healthier than he has looked. Because the last couple of times I'd seen him, he was either looking too bulky uh-huh. or out of shape. Yeah, you know, like the time when he had that unfortunate <laughs> match with that Aguayo guy. You know, the guy oh yeah, the, the guy, guy yeah. that died in yeah. the match. He was look. He was looking 
quite stocky in that match. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say how he looks. I'm thinking he doesn't, he doesn't look like this since fucking WCW. I don't even think. No, let's let's look of him when he was a WCW throwaway. Yeah, you know. And uh, apparently this is only maybe a one-off, but officials are quite impressed with him. So it really depends on his schedule if maybe he'll, if he'll ever make another appearance. Like right, maybe we'll give him another part-time contract or something. Maybe, but uh, I heard a story about Ray. Calling him a wee, because I call him a prick. There, he, he apparently was acting a bit like a prick at ICW because he, when he, the reason he apparently found out that he didn't come out when his music first played and Kenny had to do the promo and recovery because that wasn't planned. Yeah. Because apparently Ray didn't like the fact that he was going on third. He apparently was acting the big game and like uh. he didn't even, he was basically he had his gear but he didn't have his mask on even yet when his music was playing. And somebody's like, your your music's playing, you need to go. He's like, no, I'll go on later. Like you can't go on later. You're like. Your opponent's already out there. You need get to go. your ass out there. And, yeah, and he essentially said no. He's talking with Tony Kevin Nash and RVD, or the other guys. So apparently they, they, they two had been nice to everybody all day, all professional. Whereas yeah. Ray was acting the big game. And uh, quite quite funny, Ray. Yeah, uh, acting the big game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently Ray V. Davy is one of the guys. He's only just came out. He's he only he's only just above a trainee because he was. He's only uh, made a few appearances. He just came for the Glasgow Pro Wrestling Slam, which is a big training school they work with. Uh, he essentially a trainee came up to Ray and and said, "If you don't get out there, I'm gonna not fuck out of you." <laughs> and Ray just kind of turned to Nash and and Dan essentially expected them to back him up, and they just looked at him like, "Mate, you better get out there." Uh, don't look at us. We're the ones causing the problem. Mate, you're acting a bit of a dick. Get out there. Uh, and then I tell you, the fans were saying, "Where the fuck were you?" Uh, when he got out there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, is, that, is that you got your run out though? Yeah. Good. Do you feel better? A little bit. Do you, I was going to say, like, why couldn't you look like this when you came to ICW, you bastard? Yeah, fat, lousy, prima donna bastard. <laughs> there we go, people. Rain, rain. Scott thinks Rey Mysterio is a fat, lousy, prima donna bastard. Bit harsh, but he was then, yes. Alright. This Rey Mysterio is a much better, better Rey Mysterio. Uh, Ray Mysterio is a healthy looking yes. toned prima yeah. donna bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you was meant to come out earlier and said, no, I'll come out number 27. Supposed to be at number 26. No, I'm going <laughs> out next, alright? I need the lucky spot. Aye. Uh, you know I didn't win. <laughs> but, uh, Reigns was 28, Goldust was 29. Quite a random spot. Apparently he's like Either the third or set tied like the second most rumble appearances now with this appearance then. Yeah. Supposedly. Well his first rumble appearance was ninety six. Oh. And uh, number thirty, the most pointless number thirty spot probably. My brother loved it but I didn't. Who? Dolph Ziggler. Oh I Dolph. The record it. scratch and then he did no it was annoying, the record scratch and then his music plays. Yeah. That's maybe the other in your music plays, then the record scratches because the whole point was I don't need fancy entrance did music. You, did you notice his attire? What about it? Well, it's he'd be just as well coming out to Sean's entrance music half the time. I mean, he basically dresses like Sean. See how he, you know if he was meant to get an F with Cena, and then he kind of was meant to land the street, but kind of didn't. Yeah, kind of fucked it up. <laughs> also, just goes to show how Michael Cole sent seemingly unenthusiastically. Kind of said as soon as Dolph came out, I thought he retired or something. <laughs> Just goes to show how li- how little he's him going away really mattered. Yeah. So I heard he was meant to come back to do a whole like a version of the Michaels Ramon thing. Like he has a US title up and Ruby Rude has a US title and they have a ladder match. Yeah. So if they end up doing that, 
when he comes back to challenge Rude, it's going to mean less now because you've had him appear here. Just you should have just kept him off TV until until you were doing it. Until you were going to have an actual story for him to come back and do. You know the the WWE the main roster mostly has heated up his ass nowadays. You know he's actually met him and it was going to be him or Cole were going to challenge Rude on the pre-show. Yeah. They didn't want to spoil waste his return on a on a kickoff. They didn't want Adam Cole's first match on the main roster to be a kick losing on the kickoff. Yeah. So they thought we'll put him in the rumble. You know, I'm I'm absolutely annoyed that I thought they should have had Cole eliminate Andrade to get, and then they can use that on XT TVs like I eliminated you from the Rumble. I want a title shot. Yeah, always something you can build yeah. upon. Yeah, Cause it's, you know, even though they're both like heels, yeah. but like they're the only two NXT guys in the match, so you know you can use that to tell a story. But yeah, so it came down to the fight, a really good final six. Even though you knew he wasn't going to win it, Ray, you have Ray, John, Cena, Randy Orton. Tinsky, Finn, and Roman. Yeah. And you look at it like any of these guys could have won it. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, then Cena, like you said, got eliminated by Nakamura. It came down to Reigns. And they kind of did what, Naka, what, what uh, Undertaker and Sean did in 2000. They essentially just had a, a, sm- a match. Yeah. In their own. And uh, I love how they I love how they're kind of smart they were in having Reigns be the last guy because they were making you think up until the very last moment. Reigns is going to win this until finally Nakamura caught him with the knee when he went for the spear. Yeah. And then threw him out. So when you think about it, kind of the smart thing to do to have Reigns be the last guy. As opposed to Cena being the yeah. last guy. Well, technically either of them, because it was came down to these three, so you, they kept being the last minute thinking, are they going to have one of these two win again, or are they going to go yeah. with Nakamura? Were you sitting by this point when it came down to those three, were you sitting there kind of going, oh, for God's sake, like, it's going to be one of these cunts. No, the whole time I'm like, more Nakamura, come on. You on the edge of your seat Aye, going, like, fucking throw them out. As soon as he went, went yes. <laughs> what, what was your opinion the minute you seen Nakamura eliminate Cena? I thought, oh. Were you like... Were you, by that point, were you going, right, he's definitely winning this, or were you still worried that Reigns might eliminate him? I think it was like 70 30, 70 in favour of Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah, it was more, it was originally 50 50, but as soon as he eliminated Cena, it seemed like, okay, there's a chance here. Oh, I mean, I should have mentioned uh, Jerry Lawler on commentary for the men's match. Yeah. Going back to his old ways of constantly exchanging his winner. First it was Jinder Mahal, then it was John Cena, then it was Rey Mysterio. <laughs> oh, Kobe's. Elimination spot again this year. Uh, John Moll had eliminated Biggie and Xavier, so then he went to eliminate Kofi, and he went then uh, Biggie uh, Xavier caught one of his feet. Yeah, I so one foot, and then he, and then essentially they launched him back in the ring. I've seen that. That was cool. Then he eliminated Jinder. Then Andrade grabs him, and then so he looks sees that the New Day are one side and just tosses him at the other side. <laughs> it's like nope. <laughs> no, I I'm wise to your game. I know you're good. <laughs> so yeah, it's Nakamura and AJ Styles are going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yes, that's going to be. A, that should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Title match was next. It was boring as fuck. But a good a good outcome. Yeah, she was. I should have. Should have won. But I was going to say people were knackered by that point. Yeah, we did win though, didn't we? Seamus yeah. and Sarah. Yeah. Oh, oh I was going to mention Seamus finally put. Uh, <coughs> finally put. Uh, Slater back in the ring only to be immediately eliminated <laughs> do you know it was Seamus' 40th birthday last week was it? he's 40 Dude, he, looks fucking, he looks fucking good for 40 yeah, 40 year old and a three time former world champ well WWE champ and twice world eh? yeah 
Um, obviously tag champ and Royal Rumble winner as well. And King of the Ring. Money in the Bank. Jesus Christ. Mm, he's done but, a lot. Speaking of which, you should go on, this is a cheap plug, but on my Twitter, I, on Twitter, at Wrestling and More, you can see an article I did explaining that despite everything he's done, technically Seamus might just be the most underrated man in WWE. Oh yeah, because he's not, a, he's not a kick in the ass off being a Grand Slam champ. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the things that people dis- have disliked of him over the years is not really down to him, it's how he's been positioned. Yeah. So I'll I'll retweet that on my I'll link that on my Twitter so you can you can read that if you want. Plug plug wink wink. <laughs> then we had the universal title match which was just ten minutes of nothing. I was gonna say mentalist because uh, we were going through tables and shit. What was it? Big dudes throwing people about. Brock Lesnar hitting Kane with a chair. A five on a chair. Lesnar and done. Off. You know if you've seen uh, Strowman accidentally caught. Lesnar we had actual knee and I read the article and then, and then you see Lesnar come back legitimately punches him right in the side of the fucking head yeah, I heard on an article I was reading that Lesnar spoke to him during the match and said slow the fuck down mm-hmm. you know I love how uh, Lesnar put Strowman through a table like Strowman did at SummerSlam and then as Strowman did at SummerSlam put a table over him yeah. and then once he put Kane through the other table and he looks down and Strowman's powered out and he just looks at him like oh my what? stay <laughs> down man also, I love how they, they went to the German table, then they tipped the English-speaking table over. Imagine the Spanish guy thought, finally, it's not going to be us, and then came went through like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys. Leave us alone. One show. <laughs> One show that we could keep our fucking table. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, quickly go through. We went quite long. Let's quickly go through the women's. Yeah. Yeah, we had definitely man on commentary, maybe because I wasn't paying attention. To surprised, her. I'm surprised she didn't actually enter herself in it. I think she she did the smart thing. Because mm. right until number thirty came out, I was still convinced at some point she was going to get off from the table. But can I just quickly say one of the worst surprise entrants in it? Vicky fucking Guerrero. I, Why? I laughed at first. But then the more she said, excuse me, it got, it got yeah. old quite quickly. The more she said that, the more you're, you're like, oh, Vicky Guerrero turned on you. Oh, God damn it, Vicky Guerrero. Some people were asking, should she come out to Eddie's music? I'm thinking, no. No. Plus, you know there's going to be somebody thinking, it's Eddie Guerrero in the Women's Royal Rumble. Why Why would we want to come out to Eddie's music? We don't have to listen to his music anymore. You know. Uh, uh, Having to listen to it again wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know Michelle McGraw apparently has the most eliminations in the match with yeah. five, <laughs> including the group elimination of Vicky Guerrero. We should have brought that big chick back. Uh, what's her name? Karma. Uh, maybe she wasn't available. Yeah. But uh, or maybe they want to see some surprises for next time. Yeah, I suppose. But she would have been good. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's because I wasn't paying attention. I was more focused on talking to the people I was with and watching the surprises that I didn't really kind of tuned out most of Stephanie's commentary so yeah. she didn't really bother me so some of the spice entrance you had fucking you had Lita at number 5 you had Kyrie Sane from the, um, that I mentioned yeah the Indian classic who really got eliminated by Dana Brooke of all people <laughs> you had Tori Wilson um, Michelle McCool Molly Holly yeah some people said cool. some people said Hurricane's backstage why didn't she come out as Mighty Molly <laughs> so I think I yeah, was, yeah. you know what I was mildly surprised about in the women's rumble what well Brock Lesnar is in the WWE, is a Universal Champion. Surprised his w- wife didn't come out. Maybe she's not interested anymore. Yeah, Sable. Or could it be that the WWE still remembers she's a bitch? Yeah, I don't know. You know. 
Because uh, you talk about Ray having an ego problem. Apparently, she had one uh-huh. bigger than her husband. Uh, Kelly Kiel came out, and even though I wasn't too bothered, I, I kind of noticed this weird fact. Eventually, she when she debuted in ECW in the revamped ECW, she was only nineteen. Yeah. And she came out at number nineteen. Hmm. Which I don't know if that was just coincidence or purposely. I think it might have just been coincidence. I can hardly see why they would. Yeah. Why they would do that. Jacqueline came out, who was quickly animated and dwarfed by Nia Jax. It's a shame that I like Jacqueline. She was cool. You've seen the bald spots like on the, on the side of her head? I very, did, very, I, very noticeable ones. I did not see those, no. I did not see those. Uh, Beth Phoenix was in, she had the stare down with uh, Nia Jax, and then they had the moment between her and uh, Natalia, who are good friends in real life, and then because Natalia's heel, Natalia fucks them. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Naomi is apparently now taking over the female Kofi Kingston spot when she was, she was thrown out the ring by Nia Jax, by a group of people on the outside caught her. Yeah. And then she pushes her on the barricade. Ah, she walks that. around, grabs a chair, kind of wheels her way back. And as soon as she gets back in the ring, gets all made at the other side. I've seen that. Uh, both both Bellas came out, one yeah. one after the other. People kept chanting, "John Cena sucks at Nikki." Uh, it's a bit unfair. I was like, I was surprised that uh, Asuka came out twenty five and Bailey came out at number twenty nine because I, I I thought they'd came out much earlier. But I'm surprised Bailey came out at all. Bailey's a fucking crap wrestler. And uh, number three was Trish Stratus because you know what made me know what I liked about that because I, I was starting to think she wouldn't be in it. Yeah. And to could, I'm thinking if she's coming at number three, that means Stephanie's not fucking in it. Do you know who I would have much preferred to come out? <laughs> Victoria. Oh yeah, it's a shame she didn't. Come out. I mean, I'd love to have seen Victoria, in it, but I don't think she even I don't think she even actively performs anymore. Yeah. Like you said, I didn't. Uh, Lita didn't seem in the best of shape, but I don't think she's had to be well, for I, a while. I don't mean to sound crass or anything here, uh-huh. but it looks like she's mostly, most of her bulk has now gone to her arse. Because every time she did a move or something, she still looked fluid, but she looked like she was crushing a lot of people under the weight of her butt. Yeah. She had a very, she had a very noticeably larger posterior. Seen a move like for Sarah Logan when the early entrance who came out just made me think one of the things where I'm not that bothered about her, but then she hit me like, Oh, that was actually quite a good move where she kinda did pop threw somebody up in the air and then suddenly as they came out doing hit them with a head but Yeah, nice. I think that's a quite an intro. Seeing was the crazy looking chicks that were in pages uh, ab- uh, absolution. They looked cool. Uh, Sonya Deville and yeah. Mandy Rose. It's a shame that Paige has actually been injured beyond yeah. repair now. Supposedly, and such, and still, she's only twenty-five as well. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it's not going to be possible. Like, see, even if she can't wrestle anymore, mm-hmm. fair enough. But she could still be part of that group as a manager. Yeah, you know, because she's and a help great build, help build up these two. Yeah, totally. I, I still think she has, she deserves the right to be involved. Yeah, you know, because she's a great on-screen character. Mm-hmm. And you remember the pop when she came out? She just went, "I'm back," <laughs> you know. Yeah. A lot of people were questioning the idea of having the Bellas uh, be the last come down to the last three we ask her. I think it's a similar thing we haven't seen in Reigns and the men's one. You're kind of throwing doubt like they would actually give it to these two, wouldn't they? Yeah. And a lot of people were talking. I went kind of in defence of all these legends coming back. As we said, they wanted to be kind of a celebration of all of all the women could today and in the. Like past eras. I think they grow all of these women because a lot of these women are kind of these are like your Trish Elite or your Molly Hollies like and Jacqueline's well 
Like, these are women in Beth Phoenix. At the, the time, they, they were, these were good women's wrestlers yeah. at a time where women's wrestling weren't they taken seriously. So they didn't get a chance to do a match like this. Totally. So they're saying, like, we're sorry for all bringing that scene. We're sorry for all the things you went through, the way we treated the division when you were here. Be it here, be in this historic match. Get, have your moment. Yeah, I have your moment in this match. It yeah. matters now. Yeah. Know? As opposed to just being. Being this moment for women's wrestling. Yeah. I think the best. How, I mean, how could you have a moment for women's wrestling without having some of the most legendary women's wrestlers that have been in yeah. the company? Like, especially Molly Hodge, she came out. She looks so happy to be there. Yeah, totally. She was looking well, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, like you still do have the odd woman you could still bring in for next year's one, like Ivory maybe, or like you said Victoria, Victoria. or Karma. Yeah. But uh, or a uh, couple that I would have loved to have seen Hedley not shuffled off this mortal coil. Uh huh. I'd love to have seen Luna. Uh huh. Luna was Sean. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, interesting that now that Beth's been this match, she's the only woman to be in a, both a men's and a women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. And if Karma comes back, then she will also achieve have that honour. She wouldn't be the first, but yeah, I think it's, it's a, I think it's a good thing that they had you know, had so many legends in this for the first one because now you can next spend the next year. Like people were saying, oh, there should have been more NXT appearances. Yeah. And there were a couple. Well, I may have mentioned Ember Moon, but I'll get to her in a second. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her. Yeah, she's she still also again selling the arm and came out with her belt. Yeah. And yeah, she had a cool stare down with Asuka because they had a thing in NXT. Yeah. And uh, she hit the eclipse, but, but then immediately went to the arm. Uh, so yeah, uh, you built you built all of them up. You build all the women that are currently in the roster over the next year, and then by the time next year comes, when most of the women who are in NXT will likely be on the main, main roster, roster yeah. and hopefully they've been integrated, and then new women have came up in NXT that can be can surprise entrances. So now you can focus next yeah. year on more current women, and it, you don't have to rel- and you don't have to rely on the nostalgia next year. That's the hope. I mean, you can you can sprinkle a couple yeah. of nostalgias in there, but hopefully next year it's focused on the main on the main women. You only have as much nostalgia in the women's rumble as you do in the men's yeah. rumble. With maybe two or three yeah nostalgic people who could still go. Look, I think there are people you could bring back that can still go that you've put in this rumble that you can bring back for next year, and they also get a pop, but they probably won't be as big a pop yeah. as last year. Won't be as big a deal them coming back. But I mean, if you're looking for surprise entrants next year you know you could, you could I mean we're talking about like Gail Kim yeah being in her final yeah, year or so of wrestling yeah if she if she's still active when the next rumble comes around maybe they could suggest to her yeah as a surprise ending she was well thought of in WWE when she was aware yeah I think uh, so uh, Asuka winning the rumble I think it's the right choice mm. and, uh, and they had this, apparently uh, Charlotte said that well, she likes being the women's champion. It was one of the occasions where she kind of wished she wasn't champion because she would have liked to have been a part of the first women's rumble. Yeah. Because you know she'll be a part of women's rumble probably in the future, but you'll never be a part of the first. Yeah. So yeah, you have Asuka staring down with Alexa Bliss and with uh, Charlotte. So what is what is actually going to happen? Because thanks to YouTube being shit, I didn't actually see what her. No, they didn't have to make the choice yet. Oh, she didn't make the choice no. yet. Then Ronda Rousey came out, she kind of stared them yeah, down. Yeah, what the hell was with that? Yeah. I, I remember I heard her music come out again. It's not the music from Shrek. <laughs> and see the jacket she wore? Yeah. Everybody, you know, that's Brody Piper's jacket. Was it? That, or the actual jacket that her son gave to her. Jesus. 
Yeah, so that's a pretty cool thing. Oh, which? Loose. The fuck was that? That was my phone falling on the floor. Apologies for that. Yeah, apparently the rumor is like you seen she went over to she went over to she went to shake Aska's hand. Aska swats it away. She points at the sign. She goes. She shakes hands with Stephanie on the outside. The room, yeah. Now the rumor is there will be three women's title matches. Don't know what three women's matches at Mania. Uh, there'll be that apparently like says defending the title in the chamber, and uh, so there's a rumor that actually Asuka will go to SmackDown and challenge Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, that Alexa will defend the title against Nia, against Nia Jax at Mania, and uh, that Ronda will be in a mixed tag against Stephanie and Triple H. And the fact that they they currently want The Rock, but they don't think they can get The Rock because mm. he's because he's filmed the movie a month later. Yeah. Studio execs are still kind of a bit hurt with the fact that he, he got injured at WrestleMania twenty nine. I know. WrestleMania twenty nine and uh, kind of that delayed the production of Hercules. So the, the the other rumor is that if he can't get The Rock, it'll probably be Braun Strowman to kind of build on from what happened between him and Triple H at Survivor Series. Yeah. So. Actually, I think Braun would probably be the better option to be honest with you. Yeah, we don't need any more of pointless nostalgia yeah. in main event matches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That bugs me quite a bit. So, yeah. I'll, 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 if they were going to be the three women's matches at Mania, then I think that's actually, that's actually looking quite good for the women's division at Mania. I hope so. Yeah. I hear rumor also, or is, or is talk of a women's tag belt in, in the future. I don't. I think WWE's got enough belts as it is. Well, we've got enough silly belts. You know, oh. we've got two heavyweight champions. We've got one IC champion. It seems less and less significant when the Miz doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. They keep mentioning how he's he's only one man who's got fewer ta- who's got more tight reins than the Miz is Jericho. I keep I keep feeling that like that's building to something, but you know that that's not going to happen for a while because Jericho's got fuzzy commitments and he's going to be appearing a few more times for New Japan. So I just hope to Christ that they finally realise just how over the Miz is and put him mm-hmm. higher than he is just now. Yeah. Love to see the Miz get another world title run. Yeah, he he's apparently made to defend the title against Finn at Mania. is the current rumour. Yeah, and uh, the thing of uh, doing uh, having the Miz versus Finn, Gallows, and Anderson at the Chamber. Yeah, and that'd uh, be good. Apparently, there's some people worrying that Miz won't make it to Mania because he's he's uh, Maurice's two two days before. Hmm. And somebody said on Twitter, "Can we not? If he can't make it, can we have Miz do step in?" Ah, <laughs> cool. See, we've won an hour and thirty four minutes, and there's still, there's still even other things I wanted to talk about, like because there's some you know, a lot of right. new. Bring back Aaron Rex. <laughs> there's been quite a bit of news of like people coming into WWE, and there's also been the Enzo situation. But mm. I think we've went long enough. I think we can. I, think it's best I believe. I believe it will cause too much negativity if we talk about Enzo situation. We will leave that for a next show. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, we've talked enough. I think we should leave like the news from the news of people coming in and the Enzo situation stuff like that for next week's episode. Yeah. Also, in the next couple weeks, I think we should kind of. Start to talk about other things other than other not the wrestling related because this has become more of a wrestling related podcast and no. it's not what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a bit more Come than on. just wrestling because we did not talk about wrestling until forty minutes into the show today. You know, I'm just saying I don't want episodes wholly dedicated to wrestling, so we're going to be working yeah. on. So we're going to talk about some of the news next week in the Enzo 
and also we're going to try and find something else to talk about next week. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this really long episode. This is probably the longest one we've done so far. Yeah, but I, I feel it was a good one. Yeah. Most definitely. And uh, remember to like us on like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at spramling or me at scottmccloud1986. And, yep. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show, our ramblings about... Well, just about everything, really. <laughs> yes. And uh, I've got a bit, confu- a bit struggling here, Paul, because... Why are you struggling? I'm struggling? trying to think what ma- music to play us out this week, because I thought either maybe Shinsuke's or Asuka's, because they won the Rumbles, but also Ooh. part of me is thinking about playing the Hurricanes for a laugh. Well, you know, if, I, if it was up to me, if it was a choice between Asuka and Shinsuke, I would probably pick Asuka's, because it's kind of cool. Uh. But, much like you, for a bit of pointless nostalgia we should go for the hurricane's entrance yeah it's just grand yeah because <laughs> much like this podcast it's just about pointless fun yeah so yeah thanks, you, for, thanks for listening thanks for listening to this really this really long episode yeah so yeah well, we've got, there's so much so more to talk about but we'll save it for next week gotta keep people coming back for more yep please so, do yeah <laughs> so please enjoy the playful tunes of oh, the hurricane, hurricane. Stand back, there's a hurricane coming through.